you see me? I see you. Can you see me? Yeah. I don't just want to. I see you got new artwork up. That's old artwork. Must have been in a different room. I don't remember that being there. This is living. Well, this has been here. You haven't been in my house in a long time. I feel like maybe you haven't recorded in your living room in a while. Yeah. No, I haven't. But like even, even when I have, I don't think I've said at this angle. Oh, perhaps so. I like it. I see there's a fist in the back. Is that uh, drawn by anyone? Was that a, a child art that I'm looking at? <laughs> I made that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Property box. We're not drawing artists, but we are comedic artists. Comedic and artists, fashion artists. I feel like my fashion's kind of art. So this is the this is the comedic fashion podcast, Property Bonics. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> my comedic. I'm not my fashionable best right now, but I'm very warm. There's like a little. Uh, first off, you know, welcome to Property Bonics. Uh, it's been a few weeks. Hello. Uh, there's a, a little bit of a, a winter squall outside. Uh, it looks like it may slow down. It was flurrying a bit here in Downingtown. Uh, so I guess it means it's probably cold outside. I haven't been outside all day, um, but I hope people are staying warm. You know what? Yesterday was an interesting temperature day. It was like 40, it was like 45 degrees, like early in the morning. And then like at afternoon, it was like colder. I was like, what the hell is going on today? Luckily was... you're able to, it looks, looks like you heated it up on stage. You're able to heat things up that way from last night. Oh yeah, man. Last night was dope, man. I got the feature Tommy Davidson at Soul Joe's yeah. man. it was, it was fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun, man. Like I, luckily, it was two shows, and I was able to record both sets, so that was nice. Which one do you enjoy more, first set or late set? First set had more people, okay. but the late, the late set, it was like everything was fine tuned. So it's kind of like I wish I could like combine, yeah, you know, the, the footage. I mean, but it, it both was, it was, it was great, man. Like it was, I, I always enjoy. It's one of my favorite things about comedy is just watching, like. People that have been doing it for 30 years and been headlining forever all over. Like watching them work is just like, yo, I gotta get there. You know what I mean? Like hmm. that's one of my favorite things about comedy. Like you can just sit and like just be a fan. Cause I don't go to I don't go to comedy shows that I'm normally not on right. normally. But like just to so to sit and watch my like Tommy Davidson just work, act out to man, it's, it was dope. I had a good He's night. on another level. I feel like I would close my eyes and then have it be like Oscar Proud is performing stand-up comedy. If I hear Tommy Davidson, <laughs> like that's where my brain will take me. That aside, he is obviously a very, a very well-known and a very good uh, performer. I feel like that's an understatement, but the people that know who he is know what's up. So when, like, even when you say a good performer, people don't understand. What, I don't think a lot of people understand what you mean. Like we're performers, but like he's someone that his act outs is like yeah. his acts out. He has characters. He does voices. He does like. He's really performing. He's not just telling jokes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I was, I was saying that last night. Like, yo, man, I gotta get more. Like, I'm not a very active comedian on stage. I have a couple act outs, but like, that would take things to like another level to be able to just have a some kind of act out that's funny. But like every joke, like, it's like it wasn't like you know. I don't remember seeing him just like tell a joke. You know what I mean? Like he told it, then he showed it. 
Like that's just how hmm. it went. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a there's it's cool seeing that. Like when people are really good performance uh, performance artists. I don't know if that'd be the best way to phrase it. That a lot of their act is not dependent on the performance, but it enhances it. Like it's it's something that they're able to add to it and be consistent for for thirty to forty five minutes. And I feel like he's one of those performers. I'd say up there with like Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they they were on the show together. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, uh, I, I wonder <laughs> if my brain made that connection without realizing I made that connection. I was like, oh, why am I thinking Jim Carrey? Yeah, that would yeah. make sense. Yeah. So it's yeah, you can see that it's very characteristic. Like uh, that's the word. It's very. There's a lot of characters. That's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say characteristic. Yeah, I think that's spot on with that. Um, yeah, yeah. We're we're both coming off. Yeah, coming off a uh, uh, quite quite the quite the week. Yeah, man. I wanted to talk to you about it because I don't think we talked about it when you got back, man. But tell me about San Diego. Like, what what was what was low? What was SoCal like, man? SoCal was pretty cool, man. I'm a SoCal boy. Uh, <laughs> it was nice, man. I think we talked before about there are so many obstacles with actually getting out there. Uh, like not being sure if it was I think even when we last recorded I was like there's there's maybe a chance that it won't happen but lucky everything lined up uh, I was able to get on uh, a total of four planes which was that's a lot uh, but wait the one way or like both ways you had like a both ways yeah, yeah both ways from there so going there was so you had to go to Portland or no you had to go to um, where was it Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, and then from there go over to San Diego. Uh, so that's two plans. Had latex gloves and all that stuff. Um, once actually doing it, I felt a bit more secure, and it looks like they take the measures, but you never really know these things. Um, but it was good. It was good, man. It was uh, all me, um, solely funded, which sounds. Uh, I didn't realize till afterwards. I like tallied up all of the expenses, and then I was like, oh yeah, this is. I'm not splitting this with anyone. The Airbnb isn't like a thing. This is straight up like whatever I want to do, I'm doing and I'm funding it, which I yeah. thought that was, I took a little pride in that. Um, the place is cool. Everyone was super welcoming. The show, that was fun. The The comics, they were really cool. Like being able to hang afterwards. I don't know. I, did, I didn't expect to, I shouldn't say I didn't expect to mesh so well with the comics, but afterwards they were just super cool. And welcome, like we felt like we were buddies. They invited me it, out to a second yeah. spot and all that. It was nice. It's crazy how comedy literally makes you like it's like your blood now. It's like your family. You know what I mean? It's like you're a comedian. We may not even know each other, but it's all love. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like uh, I wonder what my social life would have been like in adulthood without comedy. Mm. Ever think about that sometimes? Or like, would I be like in a kickball league? Like, what would be? <laughs> I guess I'd have a lot of like mainly like friends from like my childhood or high school, but making friends in adulthood and doing comedy it makes that a little bit easier um plus you're showcasing your your full self most of the time so even just like for non-comics you're like you're presenting yourself and it makes it easier to almost relate to people so that part's cool uh i didn't go to the second spot that they mentioned shout out to madhouse um i was gonna go but then the audio dude uh it was my first day there uh, he described it as like, a, oh yeah, it's kind of like a cesspool for COVID. And I was like, all right, well maybe for the first day, I'll kind of yeah. <laughs> like. So didn't do that. Uh, checked out the zoo and all that. That was amazing. Shouts to Balboa Park. That was really cool. Free skates. I won't even get into free skates, but if you know what free skates are, it's very difficult 
and shout out to those boys out there. They let, I had to sign a waiver and they let me just rip stick and free skate throughout the park. That was nice. <laughs> um, Friday I actually did want to talk to you about this. So I told you I was going to go into like um, in the kayaking with the whales. That was one of the big things. Yeah. Uh, and you remember I was, I was against that. I was like, that sounds pretty scary. Kayaking yeah. next to whales. So, so I didn't, I didn't do the kayaking with the whales. Cause I did take a little bit of that. I was like, all right, that's a little, and I wanted to be able to do all things. And I kind of want to go into a cove. They had this cove there. That's like formation of like, I think they said 10 billion years. It's been there. Yeah. And I was like, it'd be kind of cool to go into a cove. So I'm paired up with a random person. And we're the first ones because you have to go one by one each group. Right. We go into the cove kayaking and a guide is there with us. Like just he's swimming behind us. Like, cause you had to, he had to push the thing. Oh, we were wow. like, Oh, how come we're not going? And it's like, no, you just have to go harder to get into the cove. We're into the cove. It's beautiful. It's majestic. <laughs> it's very nice. It's like, Whoa, I'm really in the world right now. It's, it was, that was very <laughs> like, nice. I'm, I'm in earth. <laughs> yes, exactly that. And like, he's telling us like, stuff stuff about the cove and i'm taking some of it in but i'm mainly like damn i'm in a cove right now um and also the waves coming into the cove the one that we just uh, bypassed we had to now go past it again going the opposite way uh -huh. which was difficult <laughs> so we got our helmets on all that stuff we're going through i i have a little system for us like one two and that helped us um luckily we go past and we make it through past big waves got through the second group, not so lucky. Um, they go in and we notice like, oh, they've been in there for about 20 minutes now. And the other guy, she's kind of panicking. She's kind of like going to like the side. She's on her cell phone whispering. They had to get like the EMTs, which comes through via jet ski. That was kind of wild to see. The pair that went, the, the young couple, they go into the cove. And I guess while trying to go out that part uh -huh. of the waves crashing in, it flipped the kayak over. And the dude, um, I guess, was guiding it. The guy in the pair, he, like, crashed his foot because, like, I saw him afterwards. And he had, like, a bloody foot. So they had to do a whole thing. And no one on the group was able to go in the cove afterwards. Like, that was the end of the whole Airbnb experience. Like, that was, they were like, we can't do this anymore. Uh, so out of the group, only my partner and I were able to go and see, well, the other couple, they stayed in there for quite some time. They, they got the full experience. But in terms of the whole successful experience did that and that was that was quite the trip that's crazy that y'all made you, you cheated death you just made it. you know I, I wasn't able to cheat though um so i have um i got like this little bag like a, a not a throat wallet like a neck wallet to put the phone in and i was like all right you know i've kayaked before i don't think we'll flip and while my partner and i since everyone was still waiting after while the emt was there she had to go to do like a falcon experience so we were like can we leave yeah. Uh, so we go separately, maybe like a mile kayaking and we're talking, having a, like, Oh, you know, you're from there. I'm from here. Yeah. And then the middle of whatever we were talking about a wave just. Psh, so we fall over now near oh, the beach. Shit. The phone is in the thing. It's not waterproof. So like my phone, it like, I want to say like maybe 15 minutes later, the battery just goes plump. And then I try to charge it and then it starts alarming, like, don't do that. There's moisture in your port. Oh, man. Yeah. And this is uh, on a Friday. So uh, luckily, resource navigation wise, was able to find a Best Buy, got like a, a wireless charger, put it on there. And then by then the water got out and then all was good. I was able to see some sea lions. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So when you flipped, 
Like, yeah. what happened? Somebody come save you? Like, what happened? I flipped. I said, whoa. And then got up and flipped the kayak back over. Were you able to stand up? Yeah, yeah. So it was near the beach. So I shouldn't note that. Um, when you get closer to the beach, that's when the tides start getting a little bit heavier. I don't know if that's the best yeah. way to phrase it. No, no, so, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So we were like in shallow water, probably like four feet at most. But I twisted my ankle because I was like, once I noticed we're tipping over, I was like, all right, hold this bag up super high. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, all right, make sure to get your footing. So I slammed my foot on the ground and I definitely twisted it a little bit. Uh, I was like aching for a bit, but it, it worked out. Um, but the phone, it got a little bit of damage. That little wallet kind of helped out. There's a little snafu, but two hours later, I was able to make it work. Yo, good thing you weren't the one that flipped over in the cold because you wanted to be able to stand up. Yeah, well, I'm wondering because the dude's foot was bloody and he was saying like, he crashed and then they didn't have i don't know if they had the kayak because the other trainer the guy came out with the kayak so i think they were just like standing on a rock yeah <laughs> which was kind of what yeah that's crazy that would have been like especially if you're claustrophobic and like you're doing this is like you know what i'm gonna conquer my fear i'm gonna try this out i'm here with my boyfriend sort of thing and then that happens that's bonkers i'm sure they got some nice photos i, I don't know if you saw this i don't think you did because it was like i was on twitter there was someone they were like I don't know where they were in the world, but they were in like one of those cave cove things, like kayaking through the water. Nice. And like piece of the cave like fell down. Like a big rock fell down. It killed two people. Oh, that's the one in Brazil. That was Brazil? Yeah. So I did see there. So it was like they were coming out of a, a like a cove and then on the way out, a large fraction of it. And it, yeah, I did see that because I heard there was a fatality. That's crazy. Yeah. Even to be like, injured by something like that, that's like. It's, it's insane. World. It's like Mother Earth, like, yo, get out my house, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. it's crazy. Would you, and I, I feel like I know the answer to this. Would you uh, kayak through a cove? Yes, I would. I would kayak through a cove. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the only the only thing that, that, that worried me was the whole kayaking with whales thing. Because my, my first reaction was like, whales be jumping up and, <laughs> and splat. Like, when they just jump up, flip us all over, and then, you know, we're in a whale's mouth. Like, what happens then? I feel like there's a way. I mean, you may have some more experience because you were able to meet one of the goals, my friend. From what, from what you describe, I want to hear a little bit about your trip and your whale experience. Oh, man. Listen, yo. Cabo San Lucas, Mexico was amazing. It was amazing. Like, yeah. bro. It, so one of the things they tell you, though, like, the we read it online. The uh, the resort told us when we got there, it was like, these beaches around here, not really meant for swimming. Like, don't, just don't go in the water, what they pretty much told us, because you know how most beaches like gradually get deep, deeper and deeper and deeper. They said, this beach is just a cliff. Uh -huh. So it's yeah. like, you'll be walking and the next thing you know, you just in the cliff and then there's like crazy riptides and um, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Damn. So, so I was like, all right, so I'm not gonna go on the beach. So, bro, literally from the beach, like from our hotel, like our room faced the beach. From our hotel room, you could just fucking see whales, oh like jumping, shooting water out they hole. Like <laughs> it was insane. I was out their hole. Out their hole with their orifice, whatever it's called. <laughs> and, and I, uh, I literally was thinking, I was like, damn, Kirk out there kayaking with whales right now. That's literally my first thought when I seen <laughs> whales. I was like, Kurt out there with, I, cause I couldn't imagine being out there while they were just like flipping around, jumping around. I was just like, no way. 
no, and like there's no way I could be out there with whales right now. So like, I feel like they have some sort of not resistance towards like humans or when they see boats, but they have the wherewithal to recognize like, oh, let me not bump into that. I would imagine. Do they? Like, I who feel told like you that? Smart like that? <laughs> who? Uh-uh. People are smart, but people kill people. Okay. Mm. Uh-uh. I'm. I don't want no. I'm. I'm. I'm okay on a nice size boat, but I'm not sitting out there in a kayak with whales and i just and i just watch how they act they literally just flop around yeah like, some of them are playful too i i was glad you were able to see whales because i was like that was one of the main things out there but then i was saw some of the prices and i was like well i don't want to do the whole trip just being in the water the whole time i kind of want to be able to get a mixture so ultimately decided also mexico you're more likely because it's mexico you're more likely to see the whale san diego it's like a hit or miss like you may pay $98 and just see a dolphin. Yeah. So I was like, ah, eh, maybe. Um, so I, I was glad when you sent that, I was like, all right, nice. Yeah, man. Cause I don't know if you know like where Cabo is located, but it's, you look at that on the left side of Mexico, the west side of that long peninsula on the west side of Mexico. You ever, you ever look at the map? Hold on. It's, <laughs> uh, you can't see it on this map. That's Arizona. But it's like over here. It's like the map is kind of messed up because it's, you can't see the whole Mexico. But like where Cabo is, it's like the southernmost point of the western peninsula of Mexico. So it's just like, it's just out there is that's the ocean, my nigga. Like out there mm-hmm. is the ocean. So it's like the the well, and no, actually the water was deep close to the close to the beach. Like so, it's like wells are out there. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure sharks are out there. Like Ooh. yeah, man. We we all we had a we had a near death experience though. Like we near death. Yeah. We um so it was like twelve people, twelve of us out there, whatever. I was gonna say, um, did you go with the group or was it just your girl? So no, so we all met in Mexico. So like my girl, her homie was her birthday. So okay. it was like some people were from San Fran, some people from Chicago, uh, my like Florida, like so we all like met in in Cabo at this. We all stayed at the same resort. You know, it was like a whole group thing, whatever. But like the one day we all went and rolled ATVs. You ever rolled yeah. ATVs like four wheelers? No, those scare. Bro, those are my whales. Those scare me. Bro, listen. So look, so my my girl, right? She's like, she's terrified when I'm driving a car, right? Oh, okay. So like, she's on the back of my ATV, and there was like, we they split us up into groups, and I can tell the uh, instructor was like clearly misogynistic because like the experienced group was just all the male drivers. You know what oh, I mean? Boy. So it's just like he was like, oh. You, you four, you follow me. And we had like went on to like a different, more advanced course. And we're, we're riding through the desert, through, on, through mountains. And it's like, and so it's like, it's like, th- it's like four ATVs ahead of me and my girl. And through the desert, which means there's just sand everywhere. Like, mm. so it's just sand in my face. And the only way I can tell like the person I was following, because they had like a bright green helmet on. So, okay, there's a helmet. You know what I mean? I'm just like following it. And it was, and it, 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 the tour guy told us, like, when you're going around the curves, slow down around the turns, because if you don't, you'll go off the cliff. Like Off the cliff? You'll go off the cliff. That's literally what he said to us. So, he said, so you better slow down. Oh, and, he told, and, he told, and he told my girls, like, since you're on the back, you got to turn with him. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, you might you're not hold on tight enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might. Oh, gosh. So my girl, right, terrified, like, and she had every right to be like it was extreme and we were going like fast and it was crazy and it was like sand everywhere like i took my helmet off i had like sand in my beard it was like sand everywhere and 
I'm trying to keep it cool because like, I got control of it. Like I know, like I got it. You you know how you just you got it. You know what I mean? Like I I had it. Like I wasn't, but she wasn't driving, so she didn't know that I had it. You know what I mean? So like we get back and everybody was talking about the same thing. Like, yo, man, shit was crazy. It was wild. So my girl was like, yo, I'm pretty sure somebody died doing this before. Like, she was like, I'm pretty sure somebody. So we literally like Googled it. It was like ATB deaths in Cabo. You know what I mean? So or I can't doing it. Up. No, after doing it. Okay, okay, okay. Because afterwards we were, I was, I was like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, dog, I can see someone getting hurt. Like, it's, yeah. it's insane. Like, so then that we get back to the resort, another couple they had like flew in from Chicago. They didn't go ATVing with us, right? And then and one of the and, she, and then one of the chicks, she was like, I heard y'all went ATVing. She was like, I had a bad experience with ATVing, but I didn't want to tell y'all because I didn't want to scare you. And the story that she told us was that one of her friends died ATVing in Cabo. Oh, no. In Cabo, died ATV. Damn, that's some resistance on her end because that's like you. Not only are you guys doing the activity, you're doing in the same location. Ooh, me, me. I'm like, listen, like in the back of my mind, I didn't say it, but in the back of my mind, I was like, you should have told us this. This is something <laughs> you should like. I'm not. I'm not gonna be like, well, I don't want to ruin your time. Like, no, ruin my time. <laughs> <laughs> ruin my time so I could have more time, please. I feel like <laughs> yeah. that. I don't okay. want to derail, but I'm curious how fast, when you say you got it, like how fast do you feel you're going? You're talking like 40 miles per hour, 50? Easy. Oof. So there was one time the tour guy was like, he was like, um, you know, we're going to go on. He's like, go good speed. Don't ride too close to somebody. Make sure you slow down around the turns. But he was like, there's going to be one place. It's called like on the river basin. He's like, the river basin is the only place you can speed. He said, it's just open, flat land and he was like when we get there you're going to know it so we get on this it's like it's like a beach it's literally like a beach with the soft sand on not not, not the hard stuff that's wet and everybody just starts falling and i'm talking they had to be going at least 70 right Whoa. so i'm like oh this is the river basin and i tried to like go faster but i had less control because the sand was soft yeah like on the on the on the route we were taking, the little um, to the, the the whatever it's called, the uh, trail, it right. was like hard dirt. But this river basin was just sand, and I had no control over the ATV. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm not going." That <laughs> I had they had to wait for us because I was like, "There's no way I can." <laughs> like when I, I know when I don't have control, and I feel like I had no control on the soft sand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like running in soft sand. It's very difficult. Yeah. Also, you got to watch out for quicksand. You don't know what's quick. Quicksand will disguise itself in soft scan, so you got to be very careful with that. <laughs> yeah, dog, it's shit. And then my girl was like, "I'm never doing that again." And I was like, "I don't blame you." It was, and then to know someone died in Cabo. Yeah, would you do it again? Me, yes. Yeah, I would do it again. Like I'm cool. Like I, I had it. Like but I know, I know she couldn't tell I had it. You know what I mean? Mm. And she's already the kind of person that like doesn't like. She's not a thrill seeker like I am. You know what I mean? Uh, I wonder what it would be like if you switched for a little bit. Like, oh, you you drive. And then she had an opportunity to have it. I wonder, would that change her perspective at all? And I would not get on the back of that thing if you drive. <laughs> Absolutely not. Mm -mm. Damn. The, being on the back is definitely, that's some like you're putting, not necessarily your life at risk, but you're you're putting it all on the other person. Like you're, it's all trust at that point. That's it. Yeah. It's just trust. Yeah. That's how like, I would never, 
I shouldn't say never. I would actually, I would ride a jet ski. They terrify me though. Something yeah. about motor vehicles um, in different terrains that I'm not used to. Like roads in itself is just, it's a, still a very kind of a nerve wracking experience when you think about it. Cause there's a bunch yeah. of other people out there and you're just trusting them. In theory, you should think like airplanes would be the safer one or trains where it's like, all right, one person is controlling this. We're on a path and there's a system for it. Cars and ATVs and jet skis, it feels like we don't need a dolphin. We may hit a dolphin on this one. <laughs> there may be some sort of like tremor that pops up in the middle of the ATV experience. How terrifying that would be if you see a tremor out there. Like nuts. Yo, I can imagine hitting a dolphin. It'd be like on like BMX off-road, do a flip or something. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Imagine like you're going like 40 miles, 60 miles per hour jet ski. And then like, you think that there's like a little ramp coming up, but it's just family of dolphins. <laughs> no, it's, and they're smooth too. So it would feel like a ramp. Like a speed bump. <laughs> yeah. Now it sounds fun. We're like glorifying what could be a horrible experience. Uh, running know. over dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> they're smart. They would avoid it. They'll be, they'll be okay. Here you go. Uh, thinking everybody's smart, man. You know, some coming at you 90 miles an hour. You ain't got, you ain't, I don't care how smart you are. If you can't move way fast enough. Yeah. I mean, uh, overall, I'm, 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 I'm happy with the experience I had. I'm glad that you had a good experience. So it was cool that we were both on mutual, uh, or on different trips at the same time sort of thing. And I was, it was thinking about, it. we weren't that far from each other. I know. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> like we, I was like, Yo, Kirk is right up there. You're, up the You're looking at the whales. You see someone coming up in the kayak. <laughs> <laughs> what the what the hell? <laughs> um, it's so good. One one another thing that was like very intriguing to me is like second to last night we had like went out. They got like a little club area, so we had. I saw you getting jiggy, bro. I saw that little video. It, the video was deceiving because like so the the club was cool because like you order your drinks and like this like the middle of the club is inside, but out, like, the rest of the club is outside. So like I, I was recording from the outside, so it wasn't like we were like in this crowded bar area. We like had our own table outside. You know what I mean? So it was, nice. it was, it was cool. It made me feel safe. But one thing that was insane was how open they are down there with drugs. Like oh. I've never been offered so much Coke in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people were, it was dudes like, you remember, you remember the movie Hangover when they, the monkey, remember the monkey from Hangover? Hangover 2? When they're in Thailand? I think it was number two yeah and they were tired yeah. it was like a monkey like a, a drug dealing monkey i do remember and he was like the, the monkey was like running all over the city like just with drugs and delivering drugs and, shit. and that's what it felt like it was like a bunch of people just like running everywhere just got drugs i got this i got that i got that a guy like opened up a coffee cup and it was like drug he's like you want you want this i'm like no man like I thought oh, that was but it was an espresso like <laughs> is it just like random dudes like say like in that club environment or was it like if you go to a pharmacy the cashier would be like yo you want this as well like what what sort of groups were presenting this to you it was around a club environment so like okay. most of the time we were we were at the resort or we went to a restaurant or we went to a destination when we went to the club scene there was like bars and clubs all on this like one strip you know how like south beach would be with like just a right. bunch of and it was like that and when we got down there like yeah they were the crazy part about it was like there was cops everywhere mm. but it was like oh this must just be allowed you know what i mean like yeah is the cartel running all this like what's going on well that's we say that jokingly but <laughs> no i'm <laughs> no, serious yeah. i'm, I'm serious. serious that's it that could be a very real thing that's uh i yeah i'm not 
I'm not uh, like a drug person like that, but I feel like even in that sort of situation with everything going on with like fentanyl, I don't know how you kind of accept it from like a random person and that it feels like you almost need to like test anything you get off the street. But I, I don't know. I'm not into the culture heavy like that, but I, I was reading yeah, stories. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a like we I've, I've gotten weed from strangers around the world. Like I've done that. Like that's one of my favorite things to do is to go find the go find the weed at a like in the offbeat path of a city I go to. Like I I probably shouldn't, but I just enjoy that. Like I feel like I feel like connect I like connecting with the people and the culture. I just like right. you know, I, I don't know. It's something weird I like to do. Some people but, go to cafes, some people get that kush. Yeah, no, it's I get it. <laughs> yeah, but I can't imagine like I don't do coke, never have, but I couldn't imagine doing something that dangerous because you don't know, like. Yeah, and, all, and, and I feel like weed's not as readily laced. Like I feel like there's stories of like you know, maybe people like PCP in it. I don't, I don't know if fentanyl works in the sense if you put fentanyl in weed. I've heard of it before, but I think Damn. it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, why would you waste your fentanyl on weed? It's, it's the same, well, same thing with when people put like rat poison in weed. It's, I don't know if it's a matter of like we want to, we want to infiltrate a particular area and by doing, we'll put a weed out in a particular area with rat poisonous thing or even fentanyl. Yeah. But I always wonder that too, if like, why would you put that in weed? What's the reason you're wasting the weed? Are you making money off of it? But I'm sure there's some like, some like ominous motives behind that. Yeah. It's terrifying, man. Yeah, uh, well, it, it is, man. So say no to drugs, kids. Say no to drugs. Yeah, shout out to Cabo, shout out to San Diego. Um, it was a long flight. Uh, How long was it? The first half was uh, like five hours to get to Phoenix. Mm. And then it's about like another hour to get to San Diego. Um, it felt longer on the way back because like I did check in like maybe 30 minutes after you're allowed to, which I was like, oh, early, not early enough. There's only middle seats available for the five hour flight back. So mm. it was like middle uh two larger men to both my sides um there was like a group of schoolgirls behind us i was like let me find let me go in the back because there's probably going to be empty seats on the way there that was the case there's this empty aisle and i was just chilling i was sleeping it was nice on the way back though not so much full plane uh and it was a, a group of uh high school girls just being very just obnoxious yeah like, this is the party scene i'm like please don't make it the party scene they made it the party scene uh so <laughs> that was a bit annoying but was able to make it back came back to a flat tire which is oh nice. shit my um shout out to ray um i left my car over my, my friend ray's place and he texted me that i guess there was like a nail in the tire i called roadside assistance from cali they were able to come put in a spare i was like damn i was real slick with that uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like uh slick not gonna mm -hmm. ruin my thursday uh, so, and it didn't but i came back on sunday and it was midnight by this point and i'm driving and i'm like and it was snowy out too that's the thing we missed the storm. Oh, yeah. um and i was like oh that's a little weird and then maybe less than a mile i pull over and realize the spare is also flat so yeah so i had to like then go back over to ray's luckily i had off the next day so i just stayed over raised then got the tire replaced with a new one the next day so that worked out but it was a little hiccup a little, little hiccup after a trip but that's okay. yeah no weapon form to get you shall prosper mm. yeah it's a nice little bump now i want to talk i want to talk about some weapons that have been formed it's you know because first of all it's black history month you saying we got the where's it at? we got the uh how do you point to it there we go we got the black power fist 
oh. right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I was trying to point to the fist, but um, Black History Month, and on the first day of Black History Month, um, NFL coach Brian Flores sued NFL, sued three teams for racism during the head coaching hiring process. Brian Flores. I'm looking Brian up this interesting. Uh, Listen. Oh, I've seen this person. This this been this been like I, I'm an ESPN Sports Center. I watch all the programs throughout the day. Like it has been the hot topic in sports this whole week. The first day of Black History Month, this man came out and sued the NFL, rightfully so, because you know the saying that is race racist practices happening towards black coaches in the NFL. Like there is only one black coach in the NFL. It's 32 teams. One black coach, but but the NFL, the players are seventy percent black. You know what I mean? Uh, that's optic wise, not great. Yeah, so it's just kind of like there, there's actually a rule in the NFL. It's called the Rooney Rule, where teams are supposed to or required to hire one minority candidate per head coaching vacancy. Okay. But what has been happening is they has they have just been doing that one interview as a is a a check mark like okay we hired we we interviewed our minority let's go get the white guy we want so it's a matter of like interviewing but not necessarily having them on the team i see okay. right so they've been so what's been happening is they essentially just been doing it just to fulfill the the rule like you know what i mean they're mm. not doing it with good intentions they're not like going at it like yo let's give him a shot they're literally just like yeah we want this white guy and and, and the problem is what happened was this coach brian flores got all this evidence Ooh. like one another coach like so Brian Flores was going to, to interview to be the coach of the Giants, right? He had an interview on Thursday. Like on Tuesday, another coach messaged him, the coach from the Patriots, Bill Belichick, messaged him and was like, Congratulations on getting the Giants job. Oh. And he was like, Wait, I how, I got it. Like, how'd you hear that? I didn't even interview yet. So he was like, Yeah, I I just got word. Good job, Brian. And he was like, Coach, this is Brian Flores. Are you talking about Brian Dabble, the other Brian who interviewed for the job, he was like, and then Bill Belichick messaged back like, "Oh fuck, I'm sorry. Oh goodness, I fucked up. I messaged the wrong person." So when I seen that, I'm like, "Oh, so it's solidified that Brian Dabble got the job before they even interviewed the black dude." Damn, Belichick. So Bill, Bill he's (laughs) he was Patriots, right? He was the head coach there. He is the he is the coach of the Patriots. Like, I don't even understand how he knew. Like, which means. There are these backdoor dealings that go yeah. on, and the, and the black guys are kind of left out of it. There's, you know, the, all the owners are white. Every single team has a white owner, so it's just uh-huh. kind of like. Do you feel that was one of those like uh, incidental mistakes? Well, yes. of like uh, like we did it on purpose and try to frame it as a mistake. No, in no, terms no. of Billichek. No, no, no. He he did it by accident. Okay. Like, because the dude Brian Flores posted the like he. It's like a 60-page summary of the lawsuit. And, like, it has pictures of the text message. And, he, and, and Brian asked him, was like, are you talking about the other Brian? And he said, oh, like, there's no re- – this, this is definitely incriminating the NFL and Bill Belichick. He would not do this to himself on purpose. That's a, that's a bit of a doof move. I, I, it feels uh, very uh, – almost like high school, high school uh, girlish of, like, almost send, send a message uh, of something that you – don't want the person to hear but really you do want them to hear uh but you're able to send it as a mistake so you're able to frame in a very blunt way uh 
because it's like, oh, I did this by mistake. I was, I, I yeah. would otherwise consider your feelings. I feel like that is a thing that happens. So that was the first thing that came to mind when, or the, that he may have sent that um, on purpose. No, I, you know, you would be like talking about someone. So your their name's in your head. So you, like, you might put their name into the text space. You're right. like, oh shit, I don't want, I'm talking about them. I don't want to send it to them. This ain't, I don't think this is one of those. Like, I think he got two Brian's in his phone because they both used to be coaches, his assistants. So he knows them both. He, uh, he just literally just texts the wrong one. He didn't text the one with the dolphin emoji next to it. Brian <laughs> dolphin emoji. He didn't go for that one. Um, that's <laughs> the extent of my knowledge of. <laughs> so look. That's because I Googled him just now. <laughs> so look, that happened. And then the dolphins. The coach who he got who got fired by the Dolphins after two back-to-back winning seasons, which is the first time that's ever happened in history. Like you just fired a coach who had back-to-back winning seasons. Like, what do you want this man to do? You know what I mean? So wait, it's, did Brian Foles he he was fired as well, or is this a different coach? Brian Flores he was fired. Flores. This he was fired this year by the Dolphins after winning back-to-back. After winning, after two back-to-back winning seasons, which has never happened ever, he only oh. been a he was only a coach there for three years, and his second and third year were were good, and they fired him. That that will never happen to a white guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I don't know the ins and outs of football that much in depth. That does sound off of like someone because obviously the goal is to to win. When you say back-to-back, you mean like in their divisions or did Dolphins win Super Bowls recently? They didn't win the Super Bowl, but they so so last year their record was like ten and six or something. It was a winning record. Okay. And then this year it was like nine and seven. It was like a winning record, which for the Dolphins hasn't been happening. So he came in and turned it. It's turned looked like it was from the outside looking in. Whoa. From the outside looking in, it looked like it was turning around. And then he just got fired. Like to end to. Listen, to end this past year, his team finished the season seven and one. Like out the last eight games, they won seven of them. Huh. And, and he got fired. Like that's insane. It's, it's unheard of. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see more players transition into league owners and league, uh, or not even if not owners necessarily, uh, the coaches. Like like yeah. Donovan McNabb. Is he ever? Is he a coach for anything? No. He's not. He, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if he would be a goat, but he's not. He, I think he was a commentator. So like a lot of players yeah. going to commentating. Yeah, and that's cool too. But like Warren Sapp, is he, is he a coach for anything? Damn. Commentator. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. I don't think he ever like coached anything either. You would think that'd be a more common thing. That's wild. This is what happens though. Also, I'm aware of Shaquille O'Neal is a different sport. I want the people <laughs> to know that. That was not a. I'm aware of this. No, I, I knew you knew that. I wasn't even going to say it. I was like, he has to know that. He has to know Shaq is a golfer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, this is what this is what happens from the top down, right? You got a white owner. The white owner hires the white general manager, who then hires the white coach. So, like, it's not like there's not enough. Like, there are eligible black coaches. They're they're there. It's just like they'll they'll be like. So you're like, so you get the general manager and the head coach, and under the head coach, you'll have like the coordinators, offensive and defensive coordinators, special teams coordinators, and then the coordinators get promoted to head coaches. 
So you have you have like a lot of black coordinators whose team, some of the best team, like the, the last two Super Bowl winning teams had black offensive coordinators mm. who, who can't get head coaching jobs. Like your team is the best team. You call the plays for the best team, but you can't get a job. So it's not that, and these are ex-players, Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy. They they played in the NFL. They got to the head, they got to the coordinator position, but in order to get hired to be a head coach, you got to be hired by the GM, who was hired by the owner, who all are white. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they just they're comfortable with who they know, and you know what I'm saying? It's a good old boys club type shit. You know, it's like the NFL. It's like they run on the same system as like Boscos. It's the same thing over there. It's just a white owner, white general manager, white cashier, one black person in a shoe department. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. And you got the, the Latino janitor. It's like, come on, man. You guys got to relax with this, okay? It's, just, wild. it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> that's why maybe we need more leagues. Is XFL, do they have black coaches? That ain't, that ain't, that ain't, going, that ain't it. That ain't it. That's not it. They got that ain't Vince McMahon endorsements. That ain't it. You can do all the leagues, and that ain't. You got the Arena Football League and all, but the the to the NFL, the money is already there. Like they're already solidified. So to to how do you get a I don't know uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks. He's the one with the doofy family. I shouldn't yes. say doofy, but the very obnoxious family. Is that the, the obnoxious one? brother okay. that always dancing. Yeah. Okay. I so, do like, how him. do you yeah. how do you get him who's making fifty million to go make five million? You know what I mean? Like, I, it sounds like a nice plan. You're like, all right, this is less wear and tear on my body. I've already made not only my legacy professionally but financially, generation wise. I'm okay. Let me do a nice little like less stressful uh, job that's going to be substantially a you know a bit of a a decrease in pay, but I still get to have my brain. No, that's, that's okay. if, I'm talking about five million. If they started a new league, like you still got to play football. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. To, that's ridiculous. Gonna, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It'll be hard. It's hard to start a new league. Like it'd be a lot. You're gonna have to convince a lot of people to take pay cuts. You know, and deal. You don't have as many brand endorsements and deals and things like that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I, I the key the key, bro, is honestly. You're not going to change these 70 and 80 year old white men's minds. The, the, the only thing that can happen is we need to have more minority ownership. It's the only thing. So we got to come up at proper bonds. Me and you need to come up with $4 billion. So okay. we can hire Brian Flores. You know, simple. I simple feel exactly. comfortable with that. <laughs> uh, I know you feel comfortable with that. We haven't ran a producer Pat yet, but it's something we can discuss <laughs> after the show. Um, so that's, that's something definitely game for. Um, with that, man, let's get some suggestions. Let's get some prop sure. suggestions. My prop suggestion for this one, man. So on the trip, um, I, I discovered that I, I have a, a, I have a love. I, I have a love for uh, something that I did not realize that I have a love for. Um, so on downtime on Saturday, I pop on a little bit of YouTube. Obviously, my, my foot is a little twisted after the whole kayaking incident. So I'm like, let me get a little, little downtime. Somehow or another, I end up on a playlist for Madonna. I don't know. Have you heard of Madonna? 
course. <laughs> I too have heard of Madonna, but I've never actually sat down and listened and watched Madonna. Mm. Yeah, man, Madonna's got some bangers. Madonna's yeah. got some like heavy hitters and like generational, like from the 80s, 90s, early 2000s to like, I think her last big hit was like probably like 2016 or something like that. But like, I don't know, I, it made me recognize one, respect her like icon status a bit more. Yeah. But also like the reinvention that she has. Like we see, look at like, look at like a Michael Jackson or like Jay-Z of like, oh, they they were able to be consistent and just good throughout the whole time. But they never really fully reinvented themselves in the way that Madonna did. Mm. Like if you look at like a music video from like 90s, like Ray of Light, it's like, oh, all right, this is kind of a cool video. Probably one of the first songs I heard from Madonna as a kid where I registered like, oh, this is a popular song and it's by someone named Madonna. Right. And then you go back a few years so like like a prayer which is a banger by the way like a prayer is a banger oh my goodness i've been playing it all week uh that's the soundtrack california that's a soundtrack right there like a prayer but you see how different that is and then you see like hung up which is another crazy one i i just I have the utmost respect for her. and then i watched her halftime super bowl show that she did when she was like 60 plus doing cartwheels and all that i rock with madonna now you find out you're a madonna stan yeah I'm getting there. Listen. Someone's going to take me there. That's <laughs> yeah, listen, listen to the song, man. That's great. But Madonna Madonna is legendary. You know, once you, just the first, you need one name, you know, Madonna. Like, it's, it's, it's legendary. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I can see that. I mean, I know I'm very familiar with her songs. I mean, I can't find myself just chilling on the beach listening to some Madonna, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. if it's a good suggestion to y'all, if you don't know Madonna's catalog, check it out. It's pretty good, you know what I mean? She's legendary. She's a fucking. I wouldn't legend. Staring in the wrong direction. Sometimes I would. This time I'm not staring in the wrong direction. I, I love a good female songstress, and uh, I was. It's just taking me so long to recognize that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so do you think you think like Madonna is like the prince of like female music? I'd say she's up there. Yeah, most definitely. Because like she plays. I one. I was doing some Wikipedia and stuff. Uh, one of her starts was like she played instruments for a band along with doing some like modeling and then eventually she able she went off and did her own thing so she has like the credibility for it um i believe she writes her songs i can't say for sure she doesn't even yeah. need to though um yeah, yeah. Uh, for those that are looking for a good starter kit obviously like a prayer i think is a, a good way to watch that starter video. kit <laughs> yeah watch that video for like a prayer and madonna and I always saw, you know, I don't know, she felt cute by my especially in that video. I was like, whoa, that's so that's my suggestion. Madonna. Cool. Here's my suggestion. I also got my suggestion from being in Cabo. Um, yo, we got these massages on the beach, bro. Like oh, it was beach. like it was it was amazing. I know everybody can't get a massage on the beach, but that was my <laughs> that was my first professional massage. Really? I think that that's 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 my suggestion. Get a, it. I mean, you might have to pay like a hundred dollars on, depending on where you go. Get a get a massage. Get a professional massage. Like we had took our clothes off and we like just getting that you know getting the whole shoulder the feet thing done. You know what I mean? Do the hands, the whole Damn. body thing. It was amazing. This it is was full probably, body. Yeah, it was. Damn, like, they're getting thighs. 
they was getting everything. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> is this a couple's hey. massage, like in a tent outside the beach? Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Damn, you want some resort shit with that one. Damn. Uh, but these, like so, the, so, like, so we were on a resort, but, like, on the beach and, like, down on the beach, you had, like, locals. Like, people were selling jewelry on the beach. We got these massages on the beach from, like, these locals. You know what I mean? So, like, like the one lady was running it and had these two, uh, there's, like, four massage ladies there. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, two different tents. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was cool. But, like, that's my recommendation to get a massage, bro. Like, mm. people know how relaxing it is. But, like, until you get it, because that's my first official, like, massage. I was like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. it was, it's like... Been- 50 minutes of just relaxation that I've never 50 minutes damn you fall asleep during it too it sounds like I've never had a massage like that but that feels very much like I can just fall asleep while this happens I didn't fall asleep but I could have like it was yeah man it was exact it was amazing I I, I suggested I highly recommend it if you gotta wait till your taxes come back whatever you gotta do Mm -hmm. get that yo it's it's life-changing it's like like I love getting pedicures like the massage part of the pedicure is like one of my favorite things right but this is like 10 times better than that. Just getting a regular massage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, did you feel comfortable with them? Like doing hand to hand? Like you mentioned, they do hand stuff. Like when they're like touching your hand, like were you, were you cool with that? Or did you just set yeah. that you're on vacation, let everything. If, even if I wasn't on vacation, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind. It's, nice. You give me a massage. It's not like you're just <laughs> some stranger on the train. Just grab my hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Hey buddy, get your ass off of me. Like, no. <laughs> There's, um, I believe I have the right name. Bruce Brad, if you can look this up as well. I think it's called Swedish massage, where it's two people massaging you. So like you'll have like maybe you, you want someone focus on like your legs and then someone focus on your shoulders. But the idea of that's like two people kind of doing it, which I I'm a very ticklish person. Um, so it really depends on the touch. And I think that goes for any sort of like massage place, I think. Like in terms of you get like an official one and you, you get someone that doesn't have the right touch. Yeah. Kind of ways. Bruce Pat suggests uh, that Swedish massage is one of the most common types of massage you can get. It's performing and energizes the body. Uh, nothing about two people though. Sounds good though. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they, they even like, they even like flipped us over onto our backs and then like Ooh. massaged it. Yo, it was, it was yeah, everything. Was your penis out? No, I had my uh, shorts on. You know I, mean? oh, okay. they, I ain't gonna lie to you. They ask you. They're like, "Do you want to take your all everything <laughs> off?" And I was like, "My," I was like, "No, I'm not." Look at my girl. Like, what you doing? And she was like, "No, <laughs> that's <laughs> <But> no." <laughs> if I wanted to, I wanted to have it out. I could have had it out. <laughs> oh man, oh, that sounds like an excellent, excellent experience. Um, it feels like we're we're gonna go for segment for segment on this one. I kind of want to get into this too in, in terms of segue. We're gonna get some goals. goals. The goal for this month, uh, February challenge. Uh, I'm deciding to you know, I'm coming out of hibernation. I think we talked about for. Uh, I always go in a little bit of a, a little bit of a hibernation throughout November to January ish. Uh, so in order to reactivate myself and also just some good practice, uh, I'm holding myself to write at least one page a day. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be comedy, but it could be geared towards that. Just write a page today, um, or per day rather. And I'm finding so far, maybe like what, six days into it that you end up writing more than the page. 
once you're in the rhythm of it, of fulfilling that one page, you more than likely, if you're on a rhythm, you keep going. So that is the goal uh, to continue that throughout February, uh, page per day and see what comes out of it. That's a good goal. So what's today? The fifth? That's a good question. I think it's like the fifth. I'm not so sure. Five, so you're five days in and you're sticking to it every day. Yep. I'm finding doing in the morning has been helpful too. It's like you kind of, you're still in kind of a lucid state. Um, shout out to morning pages and all that. It's a little bit of that. Um, so that's been, that's been nice. What's the reason behind this goal? I found that with, and this is standard in terms of my like workflow with the, in terms of around this time of the year that I wasn't writing as much. Mm. And for me, even not even just comedy writing, just journal writing. And that's something that I think is a good exercise. I think it helps me process a lot of things and maybe recognize stuff that I'm not sure about. So it's all for me, I'm always an advocate for writing. So whenever at a stagnant place, something like this can re-energize it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So here's my goal. My goal is kind of like a um I success I successfully accomplished a goal and I want to create another goal piggybacking off of that. So I okay. set up our TikTok. Um Wait, did you? I set up I set up our TikTok the day after we talked about it last time. Like I got on there. Oh. We we have a TikTok page. People want to follow us. It's proper ebonics. Yeah. Is it proper underscore ebonics? Doesn't matter. If you just type in proper ebonics, it'll pop up. Right. So we have a TikTok page. That was the accomplishment. Now the, the new goal is to get on a consistent posting schedule. Like first have to figure out what we want to post. You know what I mean? So that's part that may be the, the first goal. Like what kind of stuff should go there you know what i mean so like okay. that's probably that's that's the goal figuring out what to post and then eventually coming up with some sort of schedule like mm -hmm. is it once a week whatever but it needs to be content on the page you know and you mean? already know that i'm game for the manufactured dances uh, choreography of tiktok <laughs> i got all my moves down that'd be perfect listen it can happen that'd be perfect i didn't realize i'm on tiktok that's a revelation <laughs> right there I I thought it was TikTokless this whole time. That, that changes nope. things. TikTok Man. Kurt, what they call you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some of the stuff that you've been posting of like, um, I saw it, you'll either have like a screenshot of like a news story or a little bit of a clip from someone else's TikTok and you do commentating on it, which I think we discussed before. I think that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like my style. Like I haven't, I'm not a fan. Okay, I'm not gonna say I'll never do it, but I'm not. I'm not a fan of the, just the copying. The people will take your audio off your video, right, and then like just mouth your video, like it do that. Oh, all the, I have seen. I feel like that's a major part of TikTok. Yeah, it, it's a huge part, and I'm just not with it. Like I'm just corny. I feel like I'm more creative to just be like, hey, that thing that guy said. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna mouth it and just be super animated, like. And then we're getting like, like 60,000 views off that too. <laughs> people go viral off that, but that's not the kind of viral I want. Like I want people to be like, oh, the thing he said was funny that he came up with. Or the I thing hate that that's accepted. I hate that that's like, I feel like that's something that should be flagged of like yeah. you're taking someone else's content and just mouthing the words. It's like uh, lip sync battles. Like, you know, yeah. people have like fun of like, oh, let's do like air guitar and like lip syncing. Fine. Yeah. But it, I don't know if you should be necessarily uh, be able to monetize that, which it feels a lot like that may be the direction that we're going towards. Well, that, that was a big thing where 
a lot of uh, young black creatives were getting upset because people were just taking like their dances, for instance. Like, yeah, most of the TikTok dances are created by young black people, and I'd say all dances. Yeah, essentially, but like they were given like praise to the white person that had more followers that did it, and like they even put like a TikTok list out, like top ten TikTok influencers. It was like eight white people, and just like. Ha. Where are the black? It was like no black people. It's just like, how can we be so influential with the content and the dances? And they're just copying the dances. But those are the ones that are like, it's just weird. Like, it's just like the NFL. It's exactly. It really they need to sue the TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't, well, as I was about to say, I don't use TikTok. I now use TikTok. Uh, however, I, on Instagram, you'll see like a little, they'll self populate um these i don't know self-populate more like auto-populate uh these random videos like 15 second clips and it's it looks like they come from tiktok because it's very much like the persons they're not talking it's literally them pointing at captions and mouthing something that either comes out in like in a robotic kind of filter or you could tell it's from yeah. a different source you could type all, you, once you you can type the type of words and then you can make like the the voice read is that i'm always wondering how they get the robot to say the exact thing that makes sense so i it just feels it feels cheap i hate to be one of those people it feels uh cheap i don't like that direction um even if the content is good like there is one where it's like uh watch this little brother uh give his brother a piece of cake on his birthday and the little brother gets emotional i'm like all right kind of want to watch that but then it does the robotic voice thing and it's like all right well you kind of ruined you spoiled the moment so i, I don't care for it um <laughs> but who knows maybe with our tiktok we'll, we'll venture off into that we we are getting old kirk that's why we don't like tiktok that much but we are creative and smart enough to come up with something that is good you know what i mean like mm. like I, I like i don't follow a lot of the trends online never really have i just did my own thing and that that works because there are people that gravitate towards you because you are different and you know it's something unique and it's not just the yeah. same old cookie cutter like let's just mouth this viral clip and you know i mean like yeah we can we can come up with something cool yeah i feel like, uh i'm now i'm going to download the app you, you gotta share the info with me i'm curious because that's how i felt on instagram first so i was like yeah and then i ended up enjoying instagram so yeah i'll, I'll have to venture off and see what tiktok has to offer You'll like it. You got to play with it. Like, you got to play around with it. You, like, you'll you'll like it. Like, even if it's the commentary kind of things like like I, I do. Like, I'll just, like I said, I'll screenshot. I'll screenshot a picture and just talk about the picture. You know what I mean? Like, that's just try to be funny. And it, you can record from 15 seconds. You can record from one second to three minutes on TikTok. You know what I mean? I'm going to get a nice little 30-minute special. I mean, just like talking about a news story. <laughs> no, that's, people do that. And people go crazy like you know ryan davis the comedian yeah so ryan davis became facebook famous because of that like he yeah. would just post the side by side just talk fun talk about it in a funny way and make jokes now he's headlining everywhere you know yeah and that was a cool because yeah, i think he did stand up before too it wasn't like he was i think he was doing the internet as kind of like a side thing and then, i'm not sure i'm not sure I, yeah he might as i'm not sure yo he might started online Oh, interesting. I mean, I, he hasn't been doing it. He hasn't been doing. Hasn't been doing stand up for ten years because I watched the interview recently. 
He hasn't gone that long. It's longer than me. I know that, but it's not like he's been in the game for 15 years. I know him from the internet and then saw that he was doing stand-up and just assumed like, oh, he was someone that was a stand-up and then happened to get uh, famous through Facebook. Um, but either way, it's a cool transition regardless of which came first because uh, he's out there, he's killing it. Um, I want to give a quick shout out. I saw Jackass forever last night and uh, it was good. That's a shout out. I want to. <laughs> I thought you knew somebody that was in it or something. Nope. <laughs> it was just. It was just a, a, a fun time. It was a nice little. Uh, so you may have like a gloomy day or whatever, and then you yeah. at the end of the day you get to go see Jackass. So that was nice. Yeah. Uh, watch Jackass one and two the week just kind of like refresh me, and then uh, <laughs> I was like, oh wait, I didn't need a refresher. I know what this is. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was entertaining. Dope, dope. Do you know who they say has been being a jackass recently? Which one? Who? Joe Rogan. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I have been hearing about this, man. So so Joe Rogan, he's uh, a lot of musicians. Not a lot. I think like maybe two or three and then a few other personalities. Neil Young and Joni Mitchell being the two prominent ones uh, requested that their music be taken off of Spotify uh, due to it being the platform that Joe Rogan has its podcasts and them deeming that it's being a spread of misinformation pertaining to the vaccines and the pandemic. Um, So that's been a a big story. I think Spotify complied and did remove the music from Neil Young. And I think maybe Joni Mitchell. Also Uh, uh, India Irie. Really? She's in it too? Yeah, she's seen. That was the one that I seen first. Because, you know, I don't don't follow the other people. I didn't didn't hear anything about India Irie. That's kind of a bummer. See, and there's a few other people. I think there's a few other personalities. Um, what's her name? Uh, Brene Brown, uh, the psychologist, kind of motivational speaker. She's another one that she asked if, or not asked. She's stating that she won't put her podcast uh, on there. And she's like certified and has Netflix specials and all that stuff. Right. Um, for me, and I'm very curious your take on Sue. For me, I... I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast on occasion. If he has like a guest on that I like, he had Valentina Shashenka on uh, not too long ago. Uh, Juliana Pena. Uh, Shane Gillis is on there like pretty regularly now, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's a fine show. He has a lot of takes on it that I don't necessarily agree with. Um, but I, I never really see it as him presenting it of like, this is Colstone fact. And even if it does come across like that, it's like, well, you know, Joe Rogan, he's a media personality. Right. You know, take it with some grain of salt sort of thing. And, you know, there's some things that may resonate with you and some things that may not. And I, I think that is okay. But it seems that many people feel differently. Like, I could care less about Joe Rogan's podcast. Honestly, I watched one episode ever, and that's because Chappelle was on. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Donald Rollins. Yeah, like, I, I don't... Like I, that's not my cup of tea. Like there was, there's never anything. Like his guests are cool, but like I could probably see his guests elsewhere. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I never, I never got into it. Um, I know it's a whole, like, like the white bros, they love them. Like they love them. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but he be out here spreading wild misinformation. Like he out here doing it. What was it ever evermectin? Remember those the horse pills and. Yeah, in terms of how he stated he treated his COVID uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I don't know the full details with that, but I, I remember that. I remember there was also some misinformation in terms of how they presented what he did. So I, that's another reason why I don't, I can't say I fully know. So, so for me, misinformation, I kind of related to how Trump was given information on Twitter and they banned him. Like they banned Trump because of misinformation, not a lot of the other things he said, but when you out here affecting the health of others because you have so many people that believe and listen to you, some of the things you say aren't true or are hurting society, get that shit out of here. Like, so if y'all want, if you want to take down the episodes where he's saying things that are misinformation of certain facts about COVID, things like that, I, I mean, take it down. Like if we was on here, if we was on here like, yo, COVID is not real. You should take Ew. fucking, <laughs> you should, you should eat Play-Doh and Play-Doh will reverse your effects and like just saying stuff like that we should be taken down play-doh like, will suppress your t-cell count um so that's something that we yeah we do not endorse um yeah like you can't you can't take his whole podcast platform you can't do all that but like the shit that he missed bleep out the misinformation bleep, bleep it out do so that. you're saying more a call of that of like not take down his whole show but ones that are deemed as misinformation or controversial to censor. Yeah, I, I, that's, what I, that's what I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not informed so much on what goes on with his podcast. I know it's a huge deal. But, like, anybody that's spreading misinformation that's harming people, like, there are people that are taking pills that are meant for animals but won't take a shot that's meant for humans. It's just like, what are we doing here? And, like, he is... You know, putting that information out there and people follow him. So, like, yeah, take this, bleep it out, I, take that down. I think from what I've seen, for instance, I actually listened to, I didn't make it through whole things. He has like four hour episodes. Um, on the plane ride back, I listened to an interview he had with Jordan Peterson. I don't know if you're familiar with Jordan Peterson or not, but yeah. he's another kind of controversial um, person. Um, uh, he has a lot of thoughts, has a lot of thoughts. So some of them, I'm like, oh, that's actually interesting. Some of them, it may feel, uh, like I, it's a bit more on the kind of ranting side. And then there's some of it where it's like, wow, I don't agree with that sentiment at all. I feel, and I'm not trying to make this like an exceptionalism thing that you have to be kind of smart with what you listen to. And if you're listening to something, you know, it's okay to question it. So for this instance, the Jordan Peterson interview, there's a few things on there that they're mentioning that I didn't really, uh, care for in regards to uh, 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 kind of like transgender rights um, that I didn't necessarily agree with. I feel like as a consumer, you can make that distinction and kind of reckon and hear their points, um, but full blown be like, I know that's not something I, I agree with in any way. And I think that is okay. I, I hesitant towards the idea of censorship, particularly with something like a Joe Rogan because I feel like that gears us in a direction of kind of going further into these echo chambers of what we deem to be agreeable with us. Like, should what we listen to be a constant flow of agreeability? Or should we have someone like a Rogan that we may not necessarily agree with, but is putting something out there, putting that opposite thought out there? And I feel like with Rogan's case, at least from the episodes I have seen, it's never like a hard, like, this is definitely that. It's more of just like questioning it and putting that out there open for discussion, which I think ultimately is a good thing. 
we're not talking about which cheese is best. It's like, I love provolone cheese, even though everybody don't like provolone. You're talking about certain things that are dealing with the health of the world. And like questioning things is a sign that you disagree with the status quo. So like, if somebody's like Holly Berry is hot, I want I, like, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Like, I'm not going to do that because I agree. So you know what I mean? Could so the person like, be penalized for suggesting that though? And obviously it's different, the idea of like someone's body, Halle Berry or whatever, but should someone be penalized for suggesting like, oh, well, you know, I, I think Susan Sarandon's more of my cup of tea. It should be penalized when the things you're saying are harmful to people's health. That's why they got Trump out of here on Twitter. That's exactly why. He was the president and he got banned from Twitter because he was doing things that were harming people. Like, mm. that's what I'm talking about. You can go and question whatever you want. You can go question, question if you don't think that, like, Brian Flores should have an NFL job. Question that. Go ahead. Have a debate about it. But when you have so many people following things that you say that just aren't true, just like, why? Like, why? Like, again, if he believes that, okay, but he's wrong in certain things. Like, I, I say, I don't watch the podcast enough to know what he'd be talking about, but I, I just see from what I see. And I, I, I agree with the whole, the eco chamber thing. You don't want to have everybody thinking the same thing. But I think for certain things you might, like the health of the country, we should all literally be on the same page about everyone just being healthy. Be, like, that's the problem with America. China don't have these issues because everybody's Chinese. Everybody got the same, yo, we got to do what's best for our people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like collective. Yeah. Right. Like they it. move as they move as one. America, everybody's like, here, here. And, and they say that's what's so great about America. You can think how you want. Yeah, but it's also the reason we got a lot of fucking problems. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's a double-edged sword a bit. Um it is. I think if we look at the idea of like uh collectivism, um, we could also see that having a very much Here's status quo, get on the train for status quo, and we're doing it for the sake of the whole group. I definitely see the benefits of that. Um, I also see the benefits of being able to have uh, separate departments, separate line of thoughts. And I feel, you know, as a, as a country, as America, that's something that we can't handle. I you do sound feel, like Obama. I realize, uh, as I was saying, uh, <laughs> as, as, a, as a country, Michelle. <laughs> Uh, as a nation <laughs> no i feel like that's something that uh, it's kind of like in the cloth uh, of what what uh makes uh you know the personality of our country and i think that is okay regarding uh, american health and just general health i think that's something that regardless of what podcast you listen to regardless of what you listen to in the morning and you know you find enjoyable I think you have to really depend on your personal healthcare professionals with that. Like if Dave Chappelle had a podcast, he was like, yo, I eat Swedish fish every day, right in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. And I haven't had a stomach ache in four years. I may hear them be like, oh, that's interesting. Am I going to do it? I may talk to my doctor first, be like, hey, what's your take on this? Um, but to like practice that off just a personality, I think is... I think it's a little irresponsible from a consumer standpoint. That's the problem. People are dumb. That's why you, sometimes you got to give them, tell them what to think. Because if they don't, 
they're hearing it from someone who's telling them misinformation. Like people are dumb. People look at, I know, I know a lot of people that they just worship Joe Rogan. Like, I don't have that much time in my life to watch four hour episodes. You know what I mean? Like it's nice to go to people- sleep too. I went to sleep to the Juliana Penna episode. Oh, look, that was kind of nice. But yeah, sorry, it, continue. Listen, man, he, he, he do his thing. It's just not my cup of tea. But dumb people exist. There are people that don't have a primary care physician. They don't have a doctor they can ask a question. You know what I'm saying? So all information they're getting is from what they're seeing from, from people, regular people. So it's just like, yeah, you got to like, you gotta be... Freedom of speech is 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 a thing, but there's also consequences. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can say what you want, but if, if shit shit doesn't should not if the consequences people listen to what you say and they are dying, like maybe you should change what you say, or maybe we shouldn't let you say certain things. Like I think there's I definitely I think that part of like there is a responsibility that comes with, it, especially if you have that many people listening to you. Um, I think I think to an extent, I think while there may be an idea that people aren't the wisest and sure a lot of people don't have primary care doctors and they don't prioritize that right i don't know if all of the burden should be placed on someone who's making a move for themselves like they're like rogan someone that's working for his legacy and his family and doing his creative endeavors so to be able to, to suggest that we curb him from doing that because of the the collective uh maybe uh i don't know the best way to phrase this the people not knowing better for themselves i i don't know i feel like that's more responsibility on people than it is uh for the person that's putting it out there but mm-hmm. there but i do agree in in that respect too that if you have that many people listening to you it doesn't hurt to be maybe have some some guidelines yourself i just don't know if it should all be placed on him yeah, no, I'm like, I think I'm I'm okay. I think that's where I'm at with it. I'm I'm okay with that being out there. I wouldn't want it to be the majority uh, line of thought necessarily, uh, but I just see it as like, okay, well, that's you know one that's one echo chamber right there, and some of the stuff that comes out of it is is fine. Some of the stuff out of it is good. Uh, I don't have to necessarily like everything that comes out of it to for it to be a thing. That's the thing. You can differentiate differentiate between what's good and what's bad. And you can be like, yeah, that's not that's not cool. Some people can't. They just hear it coming from someone that they admire and they're like, everything is right. You know what mm. I mean? Like, like I like Chappelle, but I know when he says something that's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got a brain. I can think for myself. Not everybody has that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny enough. That seems almost less like a Joe Rogan uh concern and more almost a public health concern in terms of like how we take things in and public education perhaps is a better way of phrasing it that seems like more of a, a concern if, if we really wanted to get to the bottom of that that we can address but that may be a bigger a bigger uh, thing to take up versus just taking joe rogan's podcast away <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think they should take it away away i mean he did a man worked hard to get where he's at he put a lot of work in. Can't, i don't think he should just take it away but you gotta be careful what he's saying, man. Like, you gotta be careful when you, especially with a big platform, man. Like, it's a lot of dumb people that follow you. Like, yeah, careful what you well, say, man. Evidently, Joe Rogan, misinformation is not a factor for you. Uh, <laughs> I've been on a fear factor <laughs> kick recently. There's a, there's a, a channel on Samsung 
you automatically get free Samsung channels. And there's one that just plays fear factor. <laughs> and I forgot all about that catchphrase. It was like, evidently fear is not a factor for you. So I've been <laughs> saying it to random things. Um, you know, it's crazy. Like he could, he was catching less flack for making people eat balls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so crazy. Funny way of phrasing that. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, you can make people eat balls, but you shouldn't be telling me what they what should they be doing with their body. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, man. Um, well, we're probably about to dippity dip soon. Uh, do you have any shows you want to plug? I'm not sure when it's coming out. Um, yeah, I'm all over the place. You know, guys, just follow everywhere. Yeah. Instagram, TikTok yeah twitter you know <laughs> look out for a uh, tiktok um uh, I'm, yeah i'm all over the place though. what about you i'm same yeah i'm just around right now um i think the one that i could think of i know somewhere in the beginning of march i'll be in lititz i know you'll be in lititz at white swan in february february um, 19th yeah come to uh cool. the white swan anybody in lancaster area central pennsylvania come through that's going to be a good show yeah it's, it's going to be great yeah, that that room is cool too. So you'll have fun with that. Um, yeah, we're around proper bonics. Uh, check out the page if you made it this far. Uh, thank you for your dedication, and uh, we care about you. Peace. I close my eyes.